Well, I do hope that's the inaugural. That would be great to continue that. Thank you. Uh, I have some parting words, and the, uh, the the way the Bible describes parting words are benedictions. Uh, that is a uh, uh, good words, well wishing, or blessing upon parting. And uh, the, the Bible has quite a few of these, quite a few letters end with benedictions. And uh, since all of us are leaving one way or another, it's just sort of the case. It's the summer. All of us are leaving. Some of us are just leaving more significantly than others. Uh, I thought a benediction text would be a good one to reflect on. I do want to thank you all. Uh, I want to thank you all for a great year. It's been a, it's been a great year. It really has. Um, and I want to thank uh, all you seniors for four or five great years. Um, if you're in our position, if you've ever tried to be in our position, don't do it. It'll make your head hurt. If you ever try to be in our position, what ends up happening is you will have to come to the conclusion that it really is a genuine joy and privilege for us to serve you. It's just a joy. We get to see you grow up. Uh, we, we get to see, I, I get to see what you just heard. You just heard it. I got to see it. It's awesome. It's beautiful. It also hurts sometimes. I mean, you, 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 you're with them in the sorrows and you're in the pains and in the, and, in the good moments too. But it is a privilege and a joy to work with you and to walk with you in those things. So thank you so much for letting us do it. Uh, our benediction text is from Jude. Uh, Jude didn't write much, but what he wrote was good. And here are the last uh, couple of verses from his little letter. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, and now and forevermore. Amen. Uh, you, you may have noticed tonight that we have children. Um, as they've scampered by loudly, like oversized rodents. <laughs> um, the, the two quiet ones, actually, they're older. the older they are, the quieter they are, uh, are, just turned 10 and 8. We have a bunch of April birthdays. And Luda and I are aware that our kids are rapidly speeding toward your age. Like, it won't be long before they're coming to college. Um, we realize, whoa, we've got to help these kids grow up and take a little responsibility. So we were dreaming, uh, you know, sort of strategizing a few weeks ago. What, what can we do to help our kids take a little more responsibility? And so Luda proposed to the two oldest, 10 and 8, hey, how would you guys, would you guys think about going to the library by yourselves? We live in Squirrel Hill. They know the way. They've done it dozens of times. And uh, it's a relatively safe walk. You only have to cross the major streets twice. That's pretty good in a city. And their response was, no way, absolutely not. And, uh, and they didn't say this, but I can imagine them thinking, are you crazy? Uh, don't you know how dangerous this is? Uh, we're not ready yet, and who's going to watch out for us? And uh, in other words, my kids are wise enough in some ways to know, hey, there's dangerous things out there. There are. There are dangerous things out there in the world. And also, someone needs to watch out for me, because maybe I can't be trusted. Like, there's things that, you know, I'm just, I'm just a kid. Like, maybe I'm not ready for this yet. And I, maybe I don't know the way. And it's possible that some of you are feeling that way. You're, you're, you're feeling a little bit of the, am I really, really ready for this? And some of you may be asking, if I knew what I was doing next, I wonder if I would be ready for that. 
Um, and perhaps you walk out the door uh, with, a, with a real quick glance over your shoulder, just asking yourself, like, is, is anyone watching out for me? Is anyone watching out for me anymore? And I want us all to know that uh, because Jesus is who he is, we can go. We can go in peace knowing that he will keep us, knowing that Jesus will keep us. Uh, a couple things I just want to point out from Jude's little text here, and we'll be done. And it, the first is that Jesus is the perfect keeper who offers perfect protection. It says he's the one who's able to keep you from stumbling. And I know none of you are planning on that. No one ever plans on stumbling. No one ever plans to fail. Um, it's not part of your repertoire. You uh, hope not to put that on your resume. But that's the nature of stumbling and failure. It's sudden. It's unexpected. It's sometimes even spectacular. I, I can't think of many instances where I've failed spectacularly. But when I have, it was unexpected. I, I went to fail down an entire indoor coliseum full of bleachers. Like, think of, think of, the, of the peat. And I actually catapulted myself because I, I was on crutches. I catapulted myself head first down them. It was rather spectacular and humiliating. And, uh, but what Jude is pointing out here with this stumbling is something far worse. It's not necessarily humiliating. It's ruinous. He's talking about a stumbling that would jeopardize your faith and blow up your life. And uh, it, perhaps you think, like, hey, college is over. I got through the worst part. But, you know, old man adult life has its own challenges, too. It does. And uh, the dangers of the world and of your own heart don't go away. But the good news is Jesus is the perfect keeper who protects his people. Just think about these two verses. They're very different kinds of protection. Psalm 121. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. There will be times, friends, where, where, and, and trust me, I'm the last person that wants anyone looking over my shoulder. I'm super independent. But there will be times in your life where you're wondering, like, wait, does, does anyone have my back? Or am I literally all alone in this? And it's good to know in moments like this that the Lord is your keeper. He knows where you are. He's with you and he cares for you. He's protecting you from trials that you don't even know exist out here. He's watching out for you. But secondly, this is Philippians chapter 4, he's also at work protecting you from you. Deep down in your heart, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And some of you know the reality that your own fears and insecurities and doubts have the ability to shipwreck you. You've struggled with that while you're here. And uh, you don't just graduate and you're free from those things. They, they have the ability to sink you, to pull you off course, to drag you down and beat you up. But, but the Lord here promises that he can protect you even then, right here inside. You can go confidently knowing that Jesus is the perfect keeper who can keep you perfect, perfectly. He can protect you. Uh, Jesus also does something really else, something else here that's really amazing. He has the ability to present you blameless. Have you ever borrowed something and then been too ashamed to return it? Either because you've kept it so long or you've ruined it. Like you, you beat it up, you misused it. You're afraid to return it because it's in much worse shape than you had it when you took it out. Anybody done that? At least, come on, more than you sure anyway um i did this once twice times by the way this is a good chance to remind you that if you took any of my books you need to return them um the um 
Jesus is the, is the perfect keeper who's able to return, who's able to return you in better condition than he found you. That's what this text says. He's able to present you blameless with great joy. You've spent now four or five years uh, trying to figure out what you're going to be. And you shouldn't be surprised if in like six months to five years you're still not sure what you want to be. But I have an excellent suggestion for you. And that is, you should all want to be holy. Blameless. It's a word that Jude uses here. It's a beautiful word. It means you should want to be beautiful like Jesus. And it means you should, be want, to, you should want to be whole instead of being divided. You, really, deep down, you, you, there are times you're like this. You're like, I'm just sick. I'm sick of what I do. And I'm sick of how I don't love. And, and some of the tears you heard were tears of regret. Of people that have loved you well and said, still, I, I wish that was not part of me. And, and being whole is realizing I'm tired of my sin. I'm tired of my guilt. I'm tired of my shame. I'm tired of having a divided life. You want to be holy. That's good. You should want that. And the good news here is that Jesus is such a perfect keeper that he will bring you back perfectly to the Father. That's what he's going to do. He's going to bring you back perfect and blameless. All your guilt forgiven, all your shame clothed with his glorious righteousness. He will finish what he started in you. Uh, The last thing uh, about Jesus here that we need to realize and, uh, and grasp onto is his worth. He's the perfect keeper that protects us and, and makes us perfect, but he also is worthy. And, uh, you know, this is Pitt. Every year I've got, like, we've got really bright, ambitious students. No one this year is going to MIT that I know of uh, and, and forge their own degree that didn't exist. But uh, I don't doubt that, any, that some of you could have done that. And uh, it's just a, it's a great joy to, to work with you guys. So nothing that you guys do would surprise me, frankly. Um, it's, it's really awesome working with you guys. I'm excited to see where you're going to go and what you're going to do. And, of course, some of you still don't know what you want to do. And I don't have an answer to that question. And if you know me well, you know I never have answers to that question. But I do have another question. And I think it's a really important one. And it's sort of the guiding question for all of us. And it's, what is worthy of your life? What is worthy of your life and your effort and your striving and your work? What's going to determine the overall course of your pursuit? And I think we're reminded here in Jude that there's nothing more worthy than Jesus. Consider his glory. That's his splendor. His majesty. That's his position. There's no one higher. His dominion. His power. His authority. He has the right. You take all that up and you marry it to his great love. And and who is more worthy of your life? Moreover, these are all his past, present, and future. Everything else will change. Friends, everything else is going to change. You know that now. Your friends are going to change. Your family's going to change. Your career's going to change. Your address is going to change. And you're going to change. But Jesus' worth is never going to change. It's never going to depreciate. And a life that you live for him is a lovely one. It is a lovely 
rich life. It's lovely in here. It makes you a lovely person. And it blesses others. I would call you, friends, to keep walking that path, living for him, because he's worthy. So Jesus is the perfect keeper who is the ever-worthy one. He's forever worthy. And uh, this one, this ever-worthy one, cares for you so much, he laid down his life for you. And when you put all that together, friends, that, that, that whole bundle right there of Jesus' great worth and his great care for you, that is how you leave. That's how you leave here. That's how you leave and you can go into the unknown into the scary, into the insecure, into the new relationships. That's how you can go confidently with assurance because you don't go alone. You don't go alone. You have a perfect keeper who goes with you. You actually do know where you're going. You're going to perfection. There'll be a day when you're, you're blameless in your life. As confusing as it may be, and maybe even rudderless, you know, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. It will be meaningful. It will be full of purpose because he is worthy of your life. All right, we're going to sing one more song, and, uh, and then I will give us a blessing. So we actually would like to stand for this one. So as our music folks come up, this is our... Uh, goodbye song in some ways it is a bit melodramatic i will admit that but uh it's a good goodbye song